Hey guys, what's up? Welcome back to another podcast. Today's guest is Willis Alatini. Willis and I spent one year together at King's back in 2014 and he was always that sort of role model type of guy for me being so young. We talk about a few things about his youth, knowing your self-worth, his time at King's and his new business that him and his wife have opened up called Cobalt, a gym here in Auckland. It was a pleasure having you on brother, hope you guys enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> We're just sipping up, smoking strolling, having a good day. That drink full of ice and a nice cold case and the boys put up on display. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the CRM Podcast. Um, on this episode we've got a uh, good old mate of mine back from uh, my King's days, uh, Willis Alatini. Welcome brother, welcome. Thanks brother, thanks for having me, thanks for having me, grateful. Hey but firstly I just want to um, congratulate you on pretty much everything that you've achieved so far. Um, it's, it's not surprising at all and, and you deserve it all. And I know there's a lot of people out there um, in your corner and you and your uh, you and your wife are doing some amazing things, bro. So first, I just want to congratulate you on everything that you fellas are doing. It's been uh, wicked to see. Nah, thank you. Thank you. It's been been a journey, but hey, um, like I said, grateful that where, where I am at the moment um, to be where I am and yeah. Nice, bro. Um, bro, how, how's your day been? Had a good day? Hey, oh, pretty good. I had a day off today. Normally, Thursdays, Amber takes the class. So her and, her, and our other worker takes the class. So it's been pretty good. Just yep. before me, um, switch shifts. Um, just before at our studio box. I don't really know where that is. Just yep. an orcs there. It's like a boxing class gym. Nice. Good then. We're a bit fatigued now, but it's been pretty chill. Nice, bro. <laughs> Nice, bro. Um, how much has your has your life changed over like the last six months to, to year, bro? I know it's been a bit hectic, but um, bro, massive, massive. Yeah. Like just from basically working a nine to five job, like crazy hours too in Oz when I was in Oz, um, just doing ridiculous hours, grinding mm. it out over there, to um over here back in NZ doing what we love, being back with family, friends, and working for yourself like that's just yeah um you know that's a pretty cool feeling to to be able to work for yourself and be um comfortable doing it as well yeah. um so nah it's like big 360 basically you nice, know so, no nah, i love it i love it love being here love being back and then just doing what i love doesn't feel like work to me so that's me that's mean, bro. No, that's good to hear. Um, normally, you like to start the potties with just a um, just a question or, or like a grateful. But um, how's your how's your mental health at the moment, bro? How's everything going? My mental health, it's, it's good, bro. I'm I'm good. Um, I'm just a happy fella in general. Yeah. Um, I always have been. I've been kind of um, I don't know whether some people think it's arrogant, but just a happy fella, confident fella, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Happy, confident. Um. Just keen to, to, that's why I love what I do is to make other people feel happy too. Um, so my mental health is good. Oh uh, yeah, I'm good. That's good to hear, bro. I think um, I think you're you're doing pretty well at that as well, eh? I think that's one thing that I've I've always admired about you is you are you are right. You've always been a happy person, and um, I think that definitely corresponds to to the people that kind of hang out with you, bro. I've had some really good feedback from people who you probably don't know, but um that have talked about Cobalt and, and talked about how kind of you guys operate. So, um, yeah, bro, definitely keep it up. I've heard some really good things. Thank you. Thank you. Um, bro, take, take us back to the start, kind of like your childhood. Where did you grow up and, and what was that like? Yeah. Um, so I was born in Whangarei. 
um, my mum, my mum, my family's, uh, my mum's family's up from up there. Um, and then we moved down to Orcs when I was real young. So basically bought up in Orcs. Yeah. Um, went to Papatoy Central Primary, then moved from there, went to Hillsborough Primary. Um, and then went to Waikofi, which is just up the road from Hillsborough Intermediate. And then ended up at Mags. Uh, oh, true. For, yeah, yeah, yeah. For year nine. Went to, to Mount Albert for year nine, then got expelled from there. <laughs> Tell us, and talk then, us through um, that, bro. Talk us through that. Oh, wow. I was, a, for people who know me from back then, I was, I was a little shit. Yeah. Like, I, was, I was bad, bro. Just, um, I think what made me say, my parents broke up when I was quite young. And then my, my old man found a new partner, which was all good. Mm. Um, and we, he went over to England and stuff like that, played over there and came back with her as well. She's from here. And then that, um, and then she kind of just went nasty, like real bad yeah. on, on everyone, my mom, um, even my old man's family. Um, and then got to a point where I think I was on my 10th birthday, um, <clears throat> she wrote a letter basically saying, you know, I either choose to live with my mum or, or my dad. Um, so at 10, that was, that was a pretty hard thing yeah. for me. Um, especially like me and my old man were tight ass. Like he used to take me to footy games. I, I was like his right-hand right man. So I went everywhere with him. Mm. Um, and then for, for her to come in and, and do that, that was, um, yeah, hard on me. And then I think just from there, but obviously chose to stick with mum. She's my number one. But then from there, I just, I just, grew this anger inside me eh? just uh, yeah. um, like just without me knowing and then I, it became real bad like I started I had to go counselling and stuff like that like I really had um, real bad anger issues um, like it would just take me like one little thing just to switch me eh? real bad whether it was <clears throat> um, with uh, just anything but I would just get angry at anything mm. and then yeah so I basically turned into like a real bad guy um, just fighting every day just going through the wrong path um, which is yeah, real bad. And then yeah, so ended up at Mags for year nine, and then um, I think that's why I don't know whether or why I was so aggressive on the footy field as well. Yeah, as well because like I just had all this anger in me, and and you know I wasn't afraid to get my hands dirty if I can get in the rucks, get in the fights, whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you ended up at Mags, and then ugh, I was bad, bro. Just having fights nearly every day in the dean's office every day. Yeah. Uh, like on my last one, I think I got suspended like four or five times. Like it was just real bad. Eh? And then ended up finally getting expelled. I was in my first term of year 10. Got expelled from there. Fighting, just standard. Yeah. And then um, and then my uncle Peter, obviously he went to Kings and my old man went to Kings. And he basically sorted me out with a um, scholarship for rugby, which was crack up at Kings. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. What, like for people who knew me, and was like, what the heck? You got expelled from Mags, and then turning up at Kings, like one of the richest yeah. schools. Then it was yeah, like, yeah. What? <laughs> <laughs> that was um, that was crack up, and then yeah, so yeah, and then went to Kings, um, from year ten basically to year thirteen, and loved it. Changed my yeah. life, yeah, big time. Uh, especially the path that I was on, um, like. I was going down the wrong path, bro. I got heaps of mates who were locked up and all that kind of stuff. Now I would have been with them if yeah. not dead. Yeah. You know, I was just going around down that path. And then um, like my mum was getting worried and everything, especially when I was at Mags, like she was getting calls every day. Like it would just stress her out hard. She talks about it now. It's yeah. crack up. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> not crack up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah, bro. And then just going to Kings just changed my life, eh? Hey, big time. 
just seeing, I don't know, just, it was, it was great when I first went to Kings. Um, it was just real, like, especially coming from Mags and from the hood, basically, like, it was just real white. And yeah. Kings as well. Yeah, hard, hard. What the heck is this? Like, I'm not going to be here for long, you know? Like, yeah, yeah. Prefix telling me to pull my garters up and tuck yeah. the shit. You know, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, got and I was like, hey, don't tell me what to do. So crack up and then um so I still had a big attitude when I went to when I went to Kings. And I think I got King, I think I got suspended twice from Kings too, or once. I know I got yeah. suspended once. Yeah. Um, just for fighting again. Yeah. But um, yeah, so I was still still took me a while, probably a year, year and a bit to to kind of um weave my way from the anger and stuff like that yeah uh but yeah king's definitely changed my life for sure nice bro but um yeah did you did you find um what kind of helped you kind of wean out that anger did you find like that obviously fighting was kind of your go-to but did you find the more fights you had the more you kind of realized oh fuck it all that that, that's enough like i've let off i've let out enough anger i feel good now or did you just want to keep scrapping Nah, but I'll just keep scrapping at anyone, anyone, <laughs> everyone. Like, if I didn't like you, I didn't like you. Yeah. Uh, it was, yeah, it was bad, man. But what I found that helped me and I'm grateful for is just talking. So my mom put me into counseling and, and the school basically forced me into counseling. Yeah. Um, And then from there, I think that was in, I think my first counseling session was like when I was year four, bro. So I was real young. Really? Sure. Like yeah. Primary and stuff. Yeah. I remember I used to walk just next door to this counselor and she used to help me hard out. Um, so I got into counselling real, real young. And then from there, like even now with my problems now, I've learned just talking about it helps big time. Yeah. Like, um, and that's why I try and encourage everyone else to, is to talk about it. Cause I've just not like, I'll, even my mates, even family, even my brother, like I know, they they try to be strong they try to hold it in but it's just one day bro you just snap and that's what i was doing because yeah, i was right. all in trying to put on this brave face now nah, i'm sweet i'm sweet and then just that one little comment or something that's why i'd snap and right. then so what helped me big time from a young age just talking about it and my mom's real good too like me and her used to just talk about anything and i used to just tell her everything and stuff like that yeah. so talking about it definitely helps for sure yeah, yeah. As a um, as a young, as a young um, as a young PI, bro, did you find it at all hard to talk about how you were feeling? Or I suppose being so young, going to counselling so young, it was it wasn't kind of um, drilled into you that kind of um, stigma around harden up, don't talk about your feelings type thing. That kind of didn't really sound like your upbringing. Nah, 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 not really at all. Um, because my well, yeah, my my mum's Balangi, so she's white, so. I didn't really, nah, didn't really phase me, but I just, just, I think just from that young age, I've been taught just to talk about it. So I don't really have, like, I know heaps of people, you know, try to be proud and, and, you know, don't talk about it, be this tough guy and all that kind of stuff. But I've never um, really been brought up like that. So nice. I've never really had an issue with that, which I, which is good. Yeah. I'm happy that I didn't have that, that issue because I know a lot of people do, but I'm happy I didn't. Yeah, absolutely. I, I suppose it's understandable, like, why they feel like that. Um, I think that over the last couple of weeks, I've kind of just kind of been reflecting and kind of thinking about it as well. I suppose like people think that it's like, it's, um, you think you're hard not speaking. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. actually weak, not speaking, you know, like it's actually a weakness. And I suppose the more that we can kind of change that kind of, um, narrative around that is probably a, hopefully, um, a space that we can see change in. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And I've, I've had experiences like even my best mate. 
he had a massive um what does he call it breakdown probably a couple months ago he ended up getting locked up because he was you know for a couple of nights but yeah that's again just him holding it in you know yeah. putting on the spray face because there was some some behind the door stuff happening with his family and stuff but you know, I'd reach out to him, hey, brother, you're all good. Yeah, 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 I'm all good, bro. I'm all good, I'm all good. And then, you know, he was just on the piss one time and then boom, just snapped and then just went off the rails, bro. So it definitely, um, it's not good to hold stuff in. Yeah. I've, I've been with that, but yeah, uh, yeah, I'm not a big fan of it. So that's why I just try and encourage everyone just to either how big or small it is, you know, maybe the smallest smallest thing that they think it's small, but just helping them when they talk about it, it just helps them big time. Absolutely, bro. Absolutely. So um, you kind of, uh, touched on Kings a little bit earlier. So, were you always in Averill House? Were you always a boarder? Nah, nah. So, when I first got there, I was a day boy. Um, I was in Marsden House. Um, oh, beauty. <laughs> yeah. Good old Marsden. So, yeah. I was there um, for year 10. And then, because um, I was playing, uh, I got into first 15, year 11. And then I think uh, Mr. Mitchell, he was becoming a housemaster, I'm pretty sure, of Avril. Yeah. And then he just asked me, you know, if I can get you um, a scholarship or something, would you would you board? And I said, yeah, for sure. Well, I don't really know, to be honest, but I'm happy I did because boarding so, it was, it was me. I loved yeah. it. Yeah. Just that bonding with the boys. And um, yeah, even like a few years after school, like I was missing it. I got always say to Amber, man, I, I miss boarding, and yeah. it was just fun. It was fun for us. I don't know whether it's the same for girls, but definitely fun for boys. And yeah. I loved it. It was, it was cool. Hundred percent. Cool. Being Did able you, to. Oh, sorry, bro. Carry on. Nah, and then being able because I was playing footy and you know do extras with the boys after school and all that kind of stuff instead of running off. Yeah. Just kind of cool and helped me. So, nah, I loved it. Nice, bro. Tell us some um, kind of your how your footy journey started. Like you played as a young boy or. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so oh, basically, as soon as I could walk, because my family, so my uncle played for the All Blacks, and then my dad played for Tonga. So mm. being in the blood, and even my papa played for um for Tonga as well. So being in the blood to basically play rugby union. So as soon as I could walk, old man put me in rugby union and played from there basically. Um, yeah. And we used to play for Pepper Tai, I think, was my first club. And then um. Yeah, and then went over to, oh, what else, who else did I play for? I can't remember who else I played for, right? Pepper Toy, I think. And then um, played reps and stuff growing up, played with like Rico and that, Roller yeah. Mools and all that kind of stuff. That were my mm-hmm. year. And then uh, <clears throat> went into league a little bit as well when I was an intermediate. Played for Man Albert Lions. Played a couple of years. My mate just said, just come come have a jam. Yeah. I wasn't sure because my, my, my stepdad, he's big on league. Yeah. So he was also kind of like, oh yeah, bro, just go try it out. So tried it out, loved it, but it was mean. So I was playing both at the time. Uh, played league for a couple of years, and then went to high school. Went back to rugby, and then yeah, basically just stayed at rugby until I moved over to Oz. Um, but yeah, basically played since I could walk. To yeah. Be nice, bro. Um, because you were a, as you said, year eleven, first fifteen. Kind of tell us. Like that process, because obviously being um been on a rugby scholarship, coming mm-hmm. from Mags, going to like a white school, and then being a first fifteen player as a fifteen year old, kind of describe that to us. What was that like? It was, a, it was fun. It was exciting. Yeah. Um, it was actually like just unreal, eh? just real nerve wracking, especially when I got um, because I think I, I think I was starting, bro. To be honest, if I Fuck. can, remember. I think I was starting from year eleven. Um. 
But yeah, but it was, it was I loved it, eh? It was, it was fun. It was nerve-wracking. I, you know, I thought, like, I made Super 15 or whatever, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 11. <laughs> and then, um, you know, walking around the school, you had this little bit of a stigma about you. you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, like yeah. Shoulders a little bit, hanging out <laughs> with the older boys, you know? <laughs> yeah. You know, hang out with um, the year 13s and stuff like that. I was like, ooh, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> it was cool, man. It was um, probably one of my highlights, obviously, about school, um, making first 15, as, as it is if you're a rugby boy. Yeah. You know, first 15 is your goal. And then, yeah, I used to, like, kick it with, you know, Joshua and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> girls, you know. Straight away, you just think you're, like, a chick magnet, bro. Yeah. You make 15. It's almost like those, um, those movies, you know, with the, with the NFL players or whatever. Yeah, the yeah. College players, you know, have your jacket on, all that kind of stuff. And <laughs> a little first 15 cap, you're like, oh, cap, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> with the laser, you know, make sure it's showing. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was cool, man. It was, it was a bit of fun. Now I look back at it, it was, oh, but now I'm like, hey, you went nothing. So, no, yeah. <laughs> that's good, bro. Was um so was Cess your coach on in your first year, year eleven, or did he come in your second year? Nah, he was in my second year. Mm. Um, Mr. Mitchell was my coach. Um, for my for year eleven, and um also Ben Willis, which is um my godfather's brother. Oh, true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Ben Willis, so that's what I'm named after, the Willises. Yeah. So how they um got into my family is when my old man and my Uncle Peter were at Kings, they basically took them underneath their wing because the Willises went there as well. They're quite well off. Yeah. And then they basically became family, bro. So um, so his, Ben Willis's brother is my godfather. um, And that's what I'm named after, the Willises. Because they Man. just looked after, especially... Because my my nana and papa weren't, weren't rich or anything back then, but I'm pretty sure they gave them a scholarship in that as well. Like yeah. they sponsored the boys to go there, my dad and that. So yeah, that, that, that was my family for, for that time. So yeah, but so that was my coach. Them two were my coach. And then Cess came year 12, 13. Nice, bro. Um, your first year, how did, how did you guys get on? Uh, oh, that's a while back now. I can't really remember. I, I don't think we'll, I think we might have came fourth oh, yeah. but all i remember is i never won a grammar game yeah oh true that's all i remember mate. yeah i remember not winning one grammar game mate. yeah <laughs> <laughs> Get me. the year before so when i was year 10 they won that um with uh nato um and simon hickey and that they yeah. won that crazy one when nato ran down the sideline scored yeah. in the corner like last minute that was that one and then coming off that for the next year to lose it was just like oh yeah it was terrible, but yeah, no, I don't. Out, well, my team, I don't. We didn't go to the finals or anything. We yeah. made semis, but I think that was it. Nice. <clears throat> um, kind of tell us or talk us through your debut. Can you remember it? Your first fifteen debut. Oh, not really, to be honest. I don't know whether, because now that I don't know whether you did or not. Did you ever go down to Palmy and play the Palmy boys and stuff like that? Yeah. Yeah, once. I think that might have been my first year. It would have been my like my first game I started. Um, like yeah, oh, I can't really remember, bro. To be honest, <clears throat> you would have um, you would have knocked up quite a few games though, starting in year eleven, eh? Yeah, I think yeah, I got pretty cl- pretty up there. I didn't even count them. No yeah. one ever gave me an award or anything, so I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> bro, you know who would have? You know who would know? It was Williams. He would know. Mister yeah, Williams would yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stats, man. Yeah. But yeah, nah, 
I can't remember anything to be honest. It's been a long time. Yeah. I think um I suppose because I think I came in your last year, eh? Last second year, last year. Your last year, I think. I think last your last year was my first year. So there was yes. a little bit of an age gap there, but I think for me, like, I suppose coming in, being like a young Māori boy, you were always that kind of, I suppose, role model role model figure for me, bro, because I don't even think I've ever told you, but I mean, like, I mean, you were year 13, I was year 11, and I suppose, like, you were just, you were passionate as a brown boy in a white school, and that's something that I was kind of searching for and something that I, you know, like, because there were yeah, so many white yeah. boys, but to see, like, a, like a um a PI brown boy there who kind of still had the same thing. I was like, oh, fuck, so it is it is kind of normal for a brown boy to mm. to be yeah. in this kind of situation and, and enjoy it. So um Yeah. That's what I try to keep I, I guess probably helped me going to all these um brown schools when I was younger, you know, brought up in, in basically Southside and stuff like that. So I always had that that about me. And yeah. I went to Kings and that still didn't change me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like you know, I uh, got a few few other boys. You know, they went to King's Prep and stuff like that, but they were just a different different type of islander. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you know, I just didn't um, ever get down that track, and I always I'm I'm proud to be PR and stuff like that. So I wanted to, you know, show it off that I am. And even though I'm at a white school, doesn't mean you know I'm a, I'm a, I'm a white boy. So yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. I think like when when we used to play, I think a lot of a lot of PIs from like the lower decile schools always try to like have more of a target on us, eh? Mainly yeah. mainly because like, oh, look, look at these boys. Yeah, yeah, always, bro. And because that it is what it is, you know, we're, we're from a rich white school and if you go there, you know, you're, you're considered rich. Yeah. Um, so, you know, lower, lower decile schools will always have that that about us. But yeah, I'd always, I'd always like to give it back to them. And, yeah. <laughs> Sure, then they, they were not just white boys. Yeah, that's it, bro. I, I think, I think, and touching on it again, I think that's one thing that I kind of um, admired about you as well. Like, you were kind of always encouraging, but ultimately, I think you like you had that respect from the school and from your peers, mm -hmm. from the team, from the coaches, and I think like that was something that I wanted to be when I was in year thirteen, and like that I wanted like your relationship with J Lo and. Jonah Rafidi and all of those boys, like that's kind of the relationship that I wanted to have with like Ed and, and Balin and everything like that. So I think it was good to kind of see, like to have like a tangible thing to look forward to. And um, yeah, I was always interested in kind of wanting to know what your experience through Kings as well, because it's a wicked place, man. Yeah, oh, it was it was fun, man. Like, um, I think just, <clears throat> like it took me a while to get used to. Um, especially coming from mags and stuff like that, like it took me a while. But once once I got to know the culture and all that kind of stuff, like I did enjoy it. Um, you know, from the start, I didn't like being told what to do. You know, especially <laughs> with walking around, like pull up your socks, all that. Yeah. Kind of, I hate that, man. Even teachers used yeah. to tell me, I'm just, ah. I, I used to be a bit rebellious. Yeah. Um, you know, push the limits, like you know, real push the limits, detention all the time, all that kind of stuff. On yeah, socks. yeah. Blah, blah blah but I mean yeah it, it taught me probably taught me to to respect my elders and you know you do have to listen to people sometimes yeah especially when I was growing up man I didn't listen to anyone so that definitely taught me you know you got to respect people and 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 listen to to people who are uh, higher than you or in charge you know prefects or that kind of stuff but yeah yeah I still didn't um still probably now to be honest I don't really 
listen sometimes, but yeah. <laughs> taught me a little bit. Taught me a little bit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and bro, I always remember you having that blacked out Audi. Remember that? Yeah, bro. Oh, I love that car. Even now, I'm like, fuck. I wish I kept it. Yeah, I love it, man. I'm grateful for my mom buying it. Yeah, yeah. You know, at least I try and look the part. You know, <laughs> I'm putting the poorest there, but I'll try and look the part. You know? yeah. Audi in there. <laughs> <laughs> um bro bro we'll move on from from school and stuff so after school kind of what was your life like after that bro like what did you get up to um changed bro well straight after school because i didn't get any rugby gigs or anything like that um i basically just moved moved to oz loved the league went back to league hmm. um just because i was always kind of set on once i leave first with dean i was, was kind of keen to get back into league um, so basically met my partner when I was in the last year. I met Amber in the last year of school. Um, and then she moved to Oz straight away when I first met her, which was kind of hard because yeah. her, her step or her mum and her stepdad live over there and her little brother. So she was moving over there already before she met me. She was moving over there to do a business um, degree and stuff like that in, in the in the uni over in Newcastle. Yeah. So she moved over there straight away. Um, and then after six months, we couldn't do it anymore, like long uh, long distance and stuff. So she basically moved back and then waited for me to, to finish school. And then I was kind of set. I was keen to move over and it, it kind of made sense just to move to Newcastle because yeah. to stay with her mum and her stepdad. So we basically um, moved straight back there. I ended up at, um, at Western Suburbs, which is a um, one of the richest clubs in, in Newcastle. Man. Well off, so rich, um, just local footy, like it's like basically a fox over here. Yeah, um, it's called Blue's Cup, which is a, it's a mean comp, like you get paid pretty well for it. Yeah, uh, so basically moved over there, played league, worked for um, my in laws because they own a wholesale liquor over there. Yeah, so it kind of worked out, you know. I had a, I had a job, I was gonna play league, try crack nights, all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, this is just packed up, ship moved out. Um, mum didn't like it. But um, of course, as, as you wouldn't wouldn't want your baby to move. Yeah, yeah. Uh, because I was, I'm the only child as well, so it was kind of hard mm. for her um, to accept it. But yeah, just moved ship, school, stayed over there, um, and loved it, bro. Like don't regret anything. It, it taught me a lot being over there. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's basically it. Nice, bro. How um how close did you get to nights? Because I remember you playing some pretty good footy over there, eh? Yeah. Uh, um. I didn't even, to be honest, bro, I didn't even get that close. True. I had a couple of trials with the 20s and that. Um, yep. Didn't crack that. Um, that was pretty much it, bro. I yep. only had a couple of trials and then didn't even make it. Um, which is, it's, it's, um, I guess it's, it's a hard thing. Like, I, I learned that I didn't like uh, one person basically controlling your future. Yeah. Like, you know, coaches and stuff, they don't pick you, bro. If you're not going to play the All Blacks or whatever, they have that control on your future. And that's what I didn't um like and i started to learn that over there yeah uh, especially because you know everyone was telling me man you should be you should be in that group you should be in nights blah, blah blah and i hated um listening to that because yeah. i didn't make it so i was kind of like oh well well obviously not yeah, and yeah i kind yeah. of um this, this hate on i want to say hate but just screw this um anger against you know people being able to control your future maybe because they don't like the way you look or yeah, yeah. even though you know i i knew i was playing the best footy that i could play so, you know, I, I thought I should have been there, but, you know, I don't know what, what it was. Maybe I didn't get on with the coaches. Maybe the coaches didn't like me or, you know, didn't like my attitude on the field. Yeah. And I didn't like that 
that one person can basically have a control on your future. You know, if yeah. I made the twenties, you never know, I could be playing NRL right now. But because 100%. I did that person had that that control over your future, not nah, you're not gonna make it. Yeah. So I kind of learned over there that I don't like that, and I just got comfortable with um, playing local footy, bro. I loved nice. my coaches. My coaches loved me. I was getting paid pretty well just to play local footy. Um, and yeah, I just didn't really wanna. I didn't really um, go for the bigger pitches. To be honest, I was, I was comfortable where I was, making good money. I was happy. Yeah. So that was the biggest thing, and and loved playing with the boys. So just kind of yeah, didn't really get that close. Nice, bro. <laughs> Hundred percent agree with you in terms of like one person being in control of, of your future. Um, I suppose it would have been a pretty satisfying feeling, after kind of getting over that hump and thinking, "Fuck, now I'm in control of my life again." You know, like, and that's yeah. how it should be. Yeah, and that's probably why I've always wanted to kind of do my own thing and be in charge of, of myself with, with the gym and stuff, because I just learned that that from a young age. I didn't want you know whether it's your boss, you know, doing control of your future really. Hundred so percent. You move up in jobs or whether you don't, they got that decision to make. So yeah, just didn't like people being in charge of you, bro. So yeah. Fair enough, bro. <laughs> um, earlier you kind of mentioned that you're working long hours, so kind of, I, I remember yeah, stories yeah. You, like you'd be working what from like three a.m. to. Yeah, bro. Yeah, big hours. So. What my in-laws do over there, they own a wholesale liquor. So what that is, they basically sell alcohol to all the pubs, clubs, everyone, man, bro. Newcastle, man. all the way from, we used to go down to Sydney now and then. So it's two hours out of Sydney, Newcastle. So go down to Sydney and then go up to this place called Cough, which is five hours away. Um, we basically did all that region. So I I basically, you know, started just sweeping the floors, picking orders, all that kind of stuff. Then driving, then working my way up the ladder and then ended up running the show. But yeah, like I was saying, doing long hours, like I was when I was driving and stuff. Um, I loved them, though. I, I loved it. Yeah. But I was driving big trucks and that. But I'd be doing 16, 17 up days, up at three, you know, shooting uh, up to coughs, um, doing drop offs, overnights, all that kind of stuff. Big hours, massive yeah. hours. Um, but I liked it, though, especially because we didn't have baby then. Yeah. So there was real, um, I mean, obviously, misses at home, but you know, they, when you have a baby, it gets a little bit different. You want to be home all the time, but yeah. I was just keen to make money. You know, yeah, I, was, yeah. I was getting paid well. And, and obviously the longer you do over and odds, you get paid more because after um, eight hours over there, you start getting paid overtime. Fuck. So, it's not like a, so you can make big, big bank just on overtime, bro. So yeah, I was doing yeah. like hour days. I was basically doing three days work in one day. Fuck. So, yeah, for pay wise, so I, I love I love doing long hours. I wear myself out there. Come Friday, I was you know fuck naked. Yeah, I do it all over again. You know, paycheck coming and go, oh, this is why I do it. So yeah, yeah. So I, yeah, it was um it was good though, bro. Like I loved um I went into the mines for a little bit as well for mm-hmm. a couple months. Um, over in Newcastle, they got mines over there as well. Just drive and drive out. It was all good. Something different. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but then after that, kind of realized. That um, the grass isn't green on the other side, and I had a pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Head, so ended up deciding to go back. <laughs> back. Yeah. What was that chat like? What was that chat like with um, your missus' dad, bro? Um, he's good, but he he was like, he, like he didn't, he wasn't gonna say no. He said, yeah, bro. You know, you had to get out there and, and kind of you know experience it for yourself because I was, I was talking about the mines for ages. Like even even they knew as well. Um, yeah. Just because, like, I was at that, I was at that job since I moved over there. So I was over there mm. for seven years. And I think it got up to like the fifth year, and I just wanted something different. And yeah. then all my other mates were in the mines, and then you hear about them making big money, two, three hundred grand a year. I'm just like, oh, I want that. Yeah, yeah. So, um, 
yeah, went tried to chase it, but wasn't wasn't as green yeah, as yeah, I yeah. thought it would be. <laughs> but um, no, nah, he, he was all good. But yeah, come back, come back. I was like, yeah, sweet, mean. mean. I had a pretty good day where I was, especially when I started running the joint. Um, like I had a work car, got to pick whatever car I had, so I had a Ranger. Yeah, yeah. And then did that up, bro. I had a mean, had work phone. Um, fuck. I had a good day. Yeah. And then when I left, I was like, ah, shit. (laughs) (laughs) Um, What what was how different was the lifestyle there for you guys, bro? Um, coming from coming from here. Hmm. It's um Newcastle. To be honest, Newcastle is not too different because it's not as fast as Sydney. Where Sydney is hectic. Like I, I probably wouldn't live in Sydney unless I was living in Bondi or something. But um. Lifestyle-wise, not too bad. It's a little bit slower, to be honest, in Newcastle. Yeah. It is like, it's probably just like a little bit bigger than Hamilton. So oh, it, yeah. It is a little bit slower, but the weather's on, bro. It's like, hey. That's probably the only thing I miss about Aussie, yeah. is the weather. Weather. Like, in winter, I think over there at the moment, it's still like 25, 26 degrees. Like, oh, unreal. It, yeah, it's mean, bro. Always warm, like, but then when it gets summer, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Like, I'm wearing, like, shorts and singlet every day, sweating. Uh, but that's probably the only thing I miss. But lifestyle wise, um, I probably like it here to be honest, a little bit better than over there, yeah. just because we've got family and friends over here, and just the lifestyle here suits us a little bit better, yeah. Um, because um, I like to party a little bit, but over there, like the club is pretty average. Eh? And you, oh, oh that's terrible, man. Yeah, yeah. I'm back here, I was like, oh man, this is <laughs> this is where I'm meant to be, <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> So I think I like it back here, to be honest. Mean. <laughs> no, that's good, bro. Um, so fuck there for seven years. Kind of mm. took us through that decision on um on moving home. Like, was it we always expecting to come home, or yeah, obviously I, I know um, boy was part of that decision. But had you thought of before boy came along? I suppose had you ever thought of coming home? Nah, like I think it was a year. I think it was a Christmas before we moved over. Mum, mum, hound me like every year. When are you moving back? When are you moving back? As mm. you do, and I would always say, nah, never moving back. But yeah. we were never gonna move back. We loved it over there. Um, and I think you know, if we were gonna move from Newcastle, we were thinking of moving like to Brisbane, Brisbane or Gold Coast, which mm. is probably like where we would like to live. Um, but yeah, we were never coming back, bro. And then I think yeah, like you said, the having um having Rome kind of played a big part. But then I think we also got to a point. Where a big one was, you know, we felt like we needed to level up a little bit better. Yeah. Um, just knowing our worth and and all that kind of stuff. Just working nine to five jobs wasn't for us. Yeah. And um, we just felt like you know we, we could be better. We need mm. to be better than this. We, we don't want to just be. Oh yeah. Some people are happy to do it, but we don't want to be just the average nine to five person. You know, come back home, cooked and all that kind of stuff. We wanted to be different. We wanted to, um, because we knew in ourselves what what we're worth. You know, yeah, we're worth more than this. So, um, and then all this COVID stuff happened, um, which kind of forced us to move back a little bit quicker. But yeah, like I said, like with Rome having, because I used to bring him back now and then and just realizing, you know, I didn't really want him to not know anyone here. Yeah. We didn't have any family over there. We only had Amber's um, mum and her stepdad and her little brother. All our other family was here. And all, especially for Amber too, she didn't really have good friends over there. Yeah. which was harder for her because all her best mates are over here. 
I had good mates because obviously playing footy, you, you meet all the boys anyway. So yeah, yeah. That helped me big time. But she was keen to move way before I was. Right. Just friends wise. Yeah. Um, and every time we used to come back in there, she would say, Fuck, I had such a good time and kind of hit me in there like because I wanted her to be happy too. So yeah, yeah. Kind of just made made sense after having having Rome, me wanting them to be close to my family and, and Amber's family, your dad and stuff like that. So um yeah, we kind of just decided we'll move back but we knew if we were going to move back we needed to do something we yeah. needed to do our own thing we didn't want to come back to just normal jobs otherwise we would rather just stay over there because you get paid more over there obviously so yeah i think it just hit us probably a year before we moved and just um went from there but really mm. <clears throat> um how was your little man bro firstly I've, i know I've, I've caught up with you before um since he's come along but um how was he He's good, boy. He's just turned two last week. week. Has it gone that fast? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It goes fast, bro. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, he's good, boy. He's turning into a little character now. Yeah, I can see that. Uh, His personality is just starting to shine through, eh? Yeah, yeah. Talking heaps. Nice. Um, mama this, mama that. He's a mommy's boy now. He used to yep. be my boy. And uh, <laughs> their mum's soft and she doesn't really tell him off. So yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm off all the time, bro. So, nah, he's good, bro. I'm enjoying it. Fatherhood's mean. I love it, eh? Nice, it's, brother. It's the best thing ever, bro. It gives you a sense of purpose. Yeah. You know, come home every day to 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 think of you're doing what you're doing because of you know your your children. So, yeah. I love it. It's it's fun. It's awesome. And we don't really miss out on much, bro. We got mum and dad here to look after them if we want to go out or, or hang out with our friends. So yeah, for sure. We've got a pretty good balance, to be honest. Nice, cool. bro. Um, kind of, kind of talk to us about obviously you and Amber having that uh, that talk around moving home and wanting to be better and stuff like that. Um, how did Cobalt kind of start, bro? Like, where did it start? Um, um <clears throat> so when we were over there, our good mate, um, Golo, his name is he runs Mister Finder. He does the same sort of thing we do over here, and he runs challenges and stuff like that as well. So I'll be mates with him for a while and he became real close with us. But he um, hey, he asked Amber to jump on board with her for, for one of the challenges. And we basically started from there, bro. So she helped him out with the nutrition side and all that kind of stuff. Also taking some of his clients because over there, when it, this happened in COVID, um, mm. I'm not sure what, what lockdown it was, but over there you could only train one-on-one. So you could still train people, but you can't be in a big group setting. Yeah. So he just started this challenge doing one-on-one or two-on-ones, I think he could do. Um, so it started like that. So Amber had to help him out a little bit with PT and them as well. So we basically started out of our garage, but we had a little gym at our garage. Yeah. Bought everything and she used to um, PT people out of there with baby strapped to her and stuff like that because we had baby by then. Yeah, yeah. So he used to wake up. Um, she used to chuck him in the, in the baby carrying. She used to train people and stuff like that. <laughs> and then so basically started from there, to be honest. Um did that challenge. The challenge was successful. Um, it was really good. And then from there, she kind of gained more clients and just started running little classes out of our, our garage, um, which was which was cool to see. Like, we had videos and stuff. I saw them the other day, and it was cool just to see where we came from. Yeah, yeah. So it was set up and stuff at, at home. Um, people used to come, probably like 10 people, um, just to train them. And then I just started jumping in it. Cause she just needed a hand on Saturdays and stuff. So I was like, oh, I'll, I'll give you a hand. You know, I don't really know what I, I knew how to train, yeah. but I hadn't done my cert or anything. So I didn't, I wasn't 
qualified PT. I don't really know what I was doing. I just yeah. knew how to train. Through, yeah. through our mate. Our mate taught us a lot. Um, so I'll just help her out, basically, from there, um, just training people and all that kind of stuff and just realizing that we do actually enjoy this. Nice. Like, I didn't think I would enjoy it because I don't really want to step on her toes because that was more her thing. Hmm. But she had been at, um, so she she worked at F45. So she worked, worked with us first at, um, at the wholesale liquor. Then she left us, did her own thing at F45, ended up managing that, that F45 studio. Um, and then, yeah, she, she loved it, but she was like, man, this is, she just loves PT. Yeah, I mean. people, that kind of stuff. So I didn't really, like my mate been hounding me, you, you'll, you'll be good, bro. Just do it, just do it. Mm. But I don't really want to step out of, because um, I love trucks. I love logistics. I love all that kind of stuff too. Yeah. But I also didn't want to step in her lane. Like I thought like that's more her thing and I'll just stick with my thing. Yeah. So I just wanted to stay in my lane. Um, but then when I started helping around and stuff, I was like, I actually do enjoy this. You know, yeah, yeah. it doesn't feel like work to be honest. Um, and then, yeah, so we just started there, bro. Um, little classes out of our out of our garage. And then I think it was just one day, because she always, I always had this idea, let's just own our own gym. This, let's just do it. And she's like, nah, I don't want to own our own gym. I don't, you know? <laughs> yeah. so it was funny. It was funny. And then I just said to her again one day, why not just do our own thing? Like, well, why why can't we do it? You know, you're loving it. I'll, I'll do my shirt. I like any people, so let's just do that. Um, and then she just liked it, and we just started looking for places, bro. And then <clears throat> once we started looking for places, it started becoming real. And then all our our first equipment we bought all over and over in Oz. So because mm. of COVID, there were heaps of gyms shutting down. So they're putting all the equipment and stuff on auction. And then um, I just bid it on it. Got heaps of all of our equipment from over there. Got it for real cheap. And then I think that was the, the moment we were like, okay, we're doing this. You know, yeah. we're, we're moving back. I've got the first bit of equipment. We're actually doing this. It came a little bit real. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then, yeah, but and then we're just trying to think of, of what to do and what to call it. And then, so, I don't know, do you want me to get into this? Yeah, Good bro, story. for sure, 100%. Um, the how we came up with the name, we were thinking about names and stuff. You know, she didn't want it just to be, you know, Amber Fitness or Alatini Fitness or whatever like that. So yeah. We didn't want to do that. So we, she, because she's a bit of, she's an entrepreneur, but she's, she's really mm. the mastermind behind this. I'm just a tag along helper. <laughs> 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 um, so she came up with this business because she was managing those F45 studios. She always saw people with like just bringing their keys and wallets and stuff and just putting them in lockers, you know, just leaving them open and stuff. So she came up with an idea of having like, you know, a drawstring bag, just put your, like a gym bag, little drawstring bag, put your stuff in and just chuck it in the cubby hole. Yeah. So she, she got with that idea and she found all these drawstring bags and she called it Cobalt. So how she came up with the name is um, she liked the color because uh, Cobalt is a color as well. Yeah. So she liked the color and then she also looked up on the periodic table and it's it's like a form of iron or something. You, you mix it with iron and, and it becomes strength or something. Oh, so true. Meaning behind that. Fuck, that's cool. She liked the color and all that kind of stuff. So that's how she became um, came up with Cobalt and how. Yeah. So on our old logo, it's Cobalt with a twenty-seven in the middle of the A. Yeah. Because it's the twenty-seven on the periodic table. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um. So that's what that used to stand for. But and then we were thinking the name of the gym. Her mom actually um, trademarked it because she was like, "No, no, don't worry." Because that that business failed, bro. We still got heaps of bags now, which I give out to my to my clients just for free. Yeah. But um, <clears throat> it kind of just went off like you know had a couple orders, but it wasn't nothing big. Yeah. Um, 
But her mom was certain that this name's gonna come back. We'll just trademark it for you. You know, we'll just if it doesn't come back, doesn't come back. I'll just trademark it for you anyway. Yeah. And then yeah, but and then came up the gym and then boom, she was like, "Fuck, let's just call it Cobalt." <laughs> so it came up just buzzy because it came like her mom knew. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then yeah, but then from there, just that's how we became with the name. And then idea was there, and then boom. Wicked, bro. I'm a big fan of it, eh? And um, mm. what's what's kind of the difference for the listeners out there between like you guys and, and F45? Because I see your guys, uh, I, sorry, I see Cobalt getting a lot of traction, but there's definitely a massive gap in the market that you guys are filling. And I think that's why you guys are so successful as well. So what's kind of the difference between um, like your session and, and an F45 session? Yeah, yeah. So that's a good one. Um, <clears throat> so between, so... We, we call it uh, group personalized training. So our thing we focus on is form and technique, number one. That's our number one. So it's basically like a weight session, really. So it, you're, it's just a basically normal um, weight session that you'll do at a gym, but we're doing it in a group form. So, you know, we're doing bench press. We're doing um, dumbbells, weights, all yep. that kind of stuff, biceps, working. We want to change your body. So we're focusing on your scope of your body, okay? So yep. changing the way you look. Um, whether you're trying to lose fat, whether you're trying to build muscle, everything. So we're focusing more on that rather than just coming to our gym and just killing yourself. Yeah. Um, and also, like, our, our, our big goal, like, I'll be – my goal anyway is to teach people perfect form so then that way they're confident enough to step out of our gym and go to a normal gym by themselves. Right. A lot of people that come to us don't even know how to gym, which yeah, is yeah. perfect. That's what yeah. the people we want because we teach them how to gym properly. So <clears> – <throat> That's my number one. I, I love doing that because I've heard so like people end up leaving us. It happens all the time. People end up leaving us and just going to a normal gym, which is perfect because that's yeah. what I want. Because yeah. they know how to, how to gym. They're confident enough um, to do that. So number one is form, bro. Um, and yes, it's best way to describe it, especially like the gym session in a group sense though. And then yeah, also nice. culture is a big one for us. Building that culture. You know, everyone knows everyone by first name. I know everyone by first name. Yeah. Uh, and we're just really just building a community and, and, and family. Just We want to make it like a family vibe. And that's a lot of people do love it because we are like that. Um, but yeah, big one is culture. Just being comfortable enough with everyone, getting to know people. It's cool to see because we've got so many people who have met each other through the gym and now they're like mm. best friends. Yeah, yeah, awesome. yeah. And we love that. Um and then another big um, I think difference for us is we got mums and bubs classes, yeah, which is pretty cool. Um, which is just a, a class where mums can bring their babies in, even if they don't have babies, if they just feel comfortable coming with other mums, um, would rather than come to that, which is pretty cool because back in Oz, it, mums would know now it's so hard because they want to work out, but they've got their baby with them. Yeah, you know, especially if they're only six months or something, they can't just go drop them off somewhere and leave them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They wanna they wanna work out. So we realized that in Oz, because Amber used to take Rome to, to our mate's gym and he just used to, you know, we just used to push him around with us at the yeah. gym. So we came up with that idea because of that because, and moms love it. Buddy. They bring their babies in. Even the babies get to meet other babies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's cool just to see moms getting out. You know, we've had so many moms. It helps with their mental health big time. Because, mm. um, you know, I know you probably won't know now, but after uh, mums have babies, it's called like babies blues or something like that. But yeah. they get like real, it's just this chemical um, thing that's unbalanced in their brain. But they just get right. real depressed and all that kind of stuff for no oh, reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, real bad. And 
how positive she is just to see her like that. I was like, holy shit, like it's actually a thing. Yeah, I yeah, thought yeah. it was just a myth, bro, but it, it's it's real bad. And and someone's just get stuck in there, bro. And, and if they can't leave the house, of course it's gonna make it worse. So yeah, of course. Just just and as you probably know as well, exercise is just better for your mental health. Yeah, big time. So we wanted to offer that to mums, um, which is a big one. To, to be able to do that, step outside the house, get some fresh air and just come work out with other mums. So, yeah, a few things in there, bro, that, that we're kind of trying to change the game and, and make people want to work out. You know, we're trying to change the perception around group training because so many people say to me, especially all my boys too, nah, I don't, I don't, I don't want to come to the gym, but it's just a group, group class. Yeah, yeah. Class. <laughs> and then they come, they're like, oh shit, this is mean. And they end up yeah. staying. Yeah. We're just trying to change that perception of um, it's it's just a gym class. It's not one of those gyms that or those classes that you see at Les Mills and stuff. Just trying yeah. to change it a little bit. Um, nice. And yeah. I mean, bro, how's the um, how's it all set out? What's the structure of it? So, like in terms of time length, um, and then like I guess like sets and reps for exercises and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So it's normally an hour. So we, the workout time is probably about forty minutes, but the class is like an hour by the time you warm up turn up all that kind of stuff yeah um and then just depends on certain days so we got we run two full body days two upper body days and two lower body days so how we set up so one of those upper body days will normally we call it like a burner which is more like high rep probably be a superset um mm. type of thing so you'll be doing like bench press or push-ups or something like that so it's more um like a superset just to burn your muscles more high rep type of stuff and then our other upper body day we call it it's like partnered you go i go so this is more where you go heavy you know you're going to do your heavy bench yeah. um you're going to go for five six seven eight reps but you're going to you know try and max out try mm. and find your, your pb um and same sort of thing with the legs burner and a, and a heavy um and then just our full body days are just cardio days really so we'll do like a hit and then sometimes we might do boxing with a bit of weights uh, we change it up all the time but our full body days are more high cardio um just to really burn more calories Man. and stuff like that but yeah that's pretty much how the classes are set up and then just depending what it is yeah that's mean who um plans the sessions uh me or amber mean normally so at the moment we're still working on a lot of things like we're still <clears throat> we're still building um especially because it's gone so fast bro we'll, we'll just shut up so fast like we can't keep up yeah so we're still trying to get processes in place where we don't have to think about what what we're going to do the next day but normally we just think about it on the night bro <laughs> we'll do this we'll do this yeah yeah Training that we got now which is pretty cool they help out as well but on our next challenge we're, we're being more prepared um with that and, and getting the at least two week blocks we'll plan those out properly so we're not thinking about it on the day and it's more um more organized and stuff like that yeah because you guys um have been doing quite a lot of challenges lately eh? and you guys have seen some yeah. real good success off the back of it yeah so that's i reckon that's probably another thing that that's kind of boomed us massively bro is these challenges um so we run like six week challenges um and what's included with that it's just like our normal you know either we do we do both so we do online or we do in-house so nice. um online you'll just get like you know our next one's going to be different though. It's going to be cool. So we've got, we'll just built an app. Um, oh, yeah. 
and people will do their challenge through the app, which would be cool. So they'll have their workouts, all that kind of stuff on their uh, on the app, and they can fill in what weights they do, all that kind of stuff, and it'll show you. Have little videos of what to do. Yeah. Um, and then we also give them. It's called macro counting, bro. So we also give them the calories that they need to hit that day. We're, we're more flexible, flexible dieting. We don't like giving people, um, you know, eat chicken and rice, chicken and rice, chicken and rice, chicken and rice. You can if you want, but some people hate that, bro. You know, mm. I, I, I personally, me or Amber wouldn't stick to that. Yeah. We wouldn't eat chicken and rice for six weeks. So we don't want to do or force other people to do something we don't like. That's a yeah, big yeah. thing for us. We do what we like. So we give it to our clients. So it's called like macro counting. So basically we'll give you your calories you need to hit and it may be, um, um, you know, 200 grams of well, whatever it is, bro. Just your calories you need to hit. And you can basically, as long as your that food fits in your calories, you can eat it. That's, right. that's basically how it works. And people love it, bro. Especially yeah. at the start, it's a little bit difficult to teach people. But once they get the hang of it, um, they love it because then they're like, oh, I can eat this. I can eat this. You know, they're not they're not restricted to what they can eat. Yeah, and they absolutely. Enjoy it. And then when you enjoy something, you're, you're going to do it more often. You're going to do it more. Yeah. So, Smart business, brother. Yeah, our, our challenges are pretty cool. And then we have some awesome results at the end of it. Six weeks isn't a long time. Nah. But some of the results we get, man, it's crazy. So it shows us that it works. And um, that's a big one, how we get new members too. Because normally people will sign up for that. For the six week challenges, and then at the end of it, they'll be like, "Now nah, we want to stay on. Like this is awesome," yeah. which is a pretty cool um, uh, thing that we do just to add people to our gym. So yeah, yeah for sure. Are doing good. Nice, awesome. brother. Nice. How many um, classes do you guys have in a day? So we got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven classes a day. Nice. Seven classes. So three off three. So we go five, six, seven. Then we get an hour break and we go 9.30, 10.30 mums and bubs. Then we got the whole midday. Then we go um, 5 and 6 in the afternoon. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then just um, two classes on a Saturday. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of works in for everyone with different schedules and, and whatnot as well. Yeah. Eh? And that's mm. what you have to do. Like probably in this next challenge, because we're estimating it's going to be even bigger, probably have to add like a few more classes, like a yeah. lunchtime class. All that kind of stuff because it's amazing, man. Not a lot of people work. Or they yeah. get my time off. I'm just like, yeah. hey, hey. yeah, yeah. <laughs> how how are you finding um scaling every, all your business, bro? As you get more members, you're gonna obviously gonna have to get staff because you got safe from OCA. I see it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because because about um yeah, it's 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 cool and it's, it's challenging at the same time. Like to because there's a fine line. You don't want to. You don't want to scale too fast and then add all these things way too fast and then you just go boom and then you're stuck with all these things you know what i mean yeah. so um you've got, got to be quite smart with it so we kind of just played it off like it was just me and amber working for a long time um uh, probably three or four months and fuck, now we look at it now i don't know how we were working but we must have been running off nothing yeah because like, we would have to wake up um you know at four o'clock do our first class at five and then come home midday, pick up our son from um, from kindy, and then shoot back off to class in the afternoons, like every single day, bro. And I was just uh, like, we look at it now. We're tired now, and we're we're not working as much. Yeah. And we're just like, we must have been running on adrenaline or something, bro. Yeah, I don't know yeah, what yeah. it was, but we were fucked. So, um, just scaling the business, it's 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 fun to see, be able to be in this position to be able to hire people, um, and stuff like that. Like we're grateful, man. Every time. 
um, even though it's challenging at the same time, but we're grateful to be in this position. Rather yeah. be in this position than, than trying to find clients or, you know, yeah. or not being able to pay your bills and stuff like that. So, yeah, so we added two, or oh, we got three workers actually now, but we added two of the boys, so Mike mm. and Say, uh, which is cool. So it's always either one of us working with them two. So yeah. either one of us gets to sleep in and takes around the school, which is pretty cool. Oh, cool. I didn't actually realize how, like, a big um, part of life it is to take your kids to school. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we started taking them to school, and it's just that joy you get, you know, seeing them walk off to school and stuff like that. It's, it's pretty cool to be able to do it now. Yeah. Um. So, so we've got them, and then we've got our mate as well, Taryn, who works with us just on afternoon shifts, just to help us out a little bit now and then. Um. And then, yeah, but just trying to scale, like, everything. Like, we're probably outgrowing our place where we are at the moment. And we've got another year on the lease. Fuck. Which is, um, which is cool, but it's also just trying to manage that correctly, whether we <clears throat> end up, you know, trying to get out of that lease somehow and get in a bigger place. But then we don't want to be stuck with a bigger place and then only have the same members that we've got now. Same yeah, yeah. Because almost if we do get a bigger place, we'll probably need more members. Yeah. So it's just trying to weigh that up. You know, how long do we wait to move out? Um. And just managing that correctly because you don't want to be stuck. Like I've had a couple of mates who, who, who have scaled their business quite well and quite well off now. But, you know, their biggest advice is to, to keep your cost as low as you can yeah. for as long as you can because um, you will get stuck with bigger costs if you start scaling. So, yeah, it's, it's hard. The more money you get, the, the more things you, you have to pay for. So yeah, yeah. It's a... Yeah, it's a tough one. It's a tough yeah. one, but just trying to manage that because I guess it's kind of hard because we don't really have a mentor. We, we, we don't really have a, a business mentor or anything. We've kind of just done it on ourselves. Yeah. Um, just going with kind of what we think that's right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's a difficult one, but we'll get there. We'll get yeah, there. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. I have no doubt, bro. I think one thing that I like about your gym is like, like you said, culture. Um, it always looks like people are going hard, enjoying themselves. I think like people going and reaching their threshold in terms of a fitness perspective is kind of them being comfortable enough to go there. Like I've been in situations where I've not been comfortable to work out because um, yeah, heaps of reasons, bro. Music, vibe, um, people think oh, they may judge me. And I think like another thing that I don't know if this is like what you guys did on purpose, but like your gym, like you've painted it black. Like for that, like you're like, you know, for me, like when I'm like in a dark place, I'm fucking keen to work out, you know, like for me, that's smart, bro. And, um, and like music as well is a big thing. And I think you guys are hitting culture on the head, bro, for sure. Yeah. Music's a big thing. And heaps, heaps of uh, our mates and stuff saying that the music is always on. And I, I, I pride myself with that because I, I love music. I love R&B and that. And, and if, if the music's not playing around, I'm just like, oh, man, I'm sorry, guys. But, <laughs> yeah, music's a good thing. Like, yeah, you need to have the right music. Otherwise, it doesn't set the vibe right. Absolutely. Uh, big time. But, yeah, also it depends on, like, I'm happy that we've got the right trainers as well because they bring the right energy. Yeah. Um, and that was a big one for me and Amber is just bringing the right energy even though it doesn't matter how tired you are you just had to bring that energy you have to be happy you know real energy is, is a big one for us so, and we're, we're happy that we found the right trainers for that which is kind of cool nice bro so where about you guys base so for the followers out there that are um that are kind of listening in and that are keen to keen to chuck their name in the hat where, where about you guys base where can they find you so we're in, in Grafton on Auburn Street. So just off, um, right next to the prison, actually. Oh, yeah. To the prison with us. Um, so I don't know where the Red, Red Elephant is. Number 19, anyway. Auburn Street, Grafton is basically where we are. 
Nice, brother. Um, we've got quite a few questions in here that, that people um, fired through that they're keen on seeing your perspective on, bro. Anything else before we kind of um, hook into those? Um, nah, bro. That's, that's it, I think. Sweet, bro. Um, number one, is the most common one, um, goals for Cobalt. Short-term, uh, long-term. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So obviously our goal, always our goal is to get more members, always. Um, but our goal is we want to get our gym, our dream gym, um, which will be our next one, hopefully, if we've got enough cash flow. Yeah. Um, so what that is, is it's going to be like a club. So we want our area where people can have a chill bit, you know, have a coffee, um, smoothie, whatever, have a TV there, watch telly before work, have their breakfast. <laughs> That's yeah. epic. Yeah, yeah, so we want a chill area like that. Even for people who come with their mates, you know, they can chill after the gym, catch up, chat, all that kind of stuff. So that's one. Um, and then just a bigger, bigger flash of gym, really. Yeah. Um, making it our dream, dream bathrooms. Like we love a good bathroom. Yeah. Uh, flowers, all that kind of stuff. So that's our next one, um, which will be hopefully soon, just depending how we go. But um, our next one is, is our app, which is in the works at the moment, which is basically done which would be ready for our next challenge, which is cool. Um, just because with an app, as we know with COVID and stuff, internet's the way to go. Yeah. Um, you know, there's no limit on on where you can go with the internet. Yeah. So we want to basically take this worldwide, you know. Um, so build this app, make it worldwide for everyone around the world to be able to work out with us, all that kind of stuff. And then, I don't know, maybe long-term, probably open up a couple more, hopefully. Yeah, yeah. Um, if we get this dream one right, this next one, um, to, to what we want it to run like, we want to get that right first because we're not in it to make money. We're in it to, to, to be different. Um, so we want to make this next gym perfect. And then once we've got that sorted, then we might take it around New Zealand somewhere else, you know, franchise, I don't know, maybe in the main cities, yeah, uh, Wellington, all that kind of stuff down there. Not too sure. We've had a few people hit us up wanting us to make um, new gyms everywhere. So that probably would be the next one, our long-term one. Yeah, yeah. Just our short-term one, probably just focusing on this next challenge, getting that app right, and just for people to use it. And yeah, mean bro, um, your personal goals, short and long, short and long. My personal goals, um, ooh, it's a good one. I don't like getting good. Nah, <laughs> uh, yeah, probably just focus on the gym, bro. Just build that as much as I can. Put all my energy into that. Um, to be able to be comfortable for my son, mm. really. I'm doing this for, for my kids to be, you know, have the things that I didn't have. I grew up with a lot of things, don't get me wrong. I grew up with most of things that most kids didn't get, but, you know, you want to step it up a little bit. And I want to be able to um, be comfortable enough to, to take my kids around the world to, yeah. to show them, you know, anything they want to do. Um, so that's probably, probably one is just to become real successful, even though we are successful now, just to, I don't know, just to be a better person all that kind of stuff um so i don't know probably probably just get more toys bro yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) bigger truck get them a new car yeah house nah yeah next one actually sorry yeah next one will be a house bro yeah uh just just for financial reasons so try and get a house next one um yeah i don't know I don't know, but I just nice, really bro. Much. You um, you just said you just said kids, bro. You thinking of giving Rome a, a mate? Yeah, 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 for sure, 
Nice, bro. Mate, if it was up to me, fuck, I'll give him five more minutes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll definitely have another one. Um, but I think Amber said, you know, if it's a girl, the next one probably finished there. But yeah. if it's a boy, probably will be a boy. Yeah. Make us a boy's house. We'll probably have a third one. So two or three, bro. Two or nice, three. bro. That's a, that's a good number, eh? Definitely doable. Seven-seater. Yeah. No seven-seater ranges out there, though. Oh, oh that's it, bro. <laughs> Um, what's your daily routine, bro? Um, so when I work, obviously I'll wake up at 4 a.m. Um, dressed, all that kind of stuff, head to work, first class at five. Then we get a break from eight o'clock, eight o'clock till 9.30. I'll normally train there. So I'll probably go for city fitness. I like to get Sydney fitness just to, um, change the environment. Yeah. Um, all that kind of stuff because when you work at a place, bro, the last thing you want to do is just be there awesome every day. 100%. Then, um, so just to find some energy as well. Half the time, if I'm at, at work, I'll just sit there on my phone and just do nothing. Mm. So I'll go there in the break, um, then run another two classes. Then midday, um, just depending what we've got, um, if we've got like stuff to film, content or whatever we, we want to film, we'll do it then. Um, other than that, if I don't have anything on, I'll probably just come home, have lunch, go pick up Rome at three, um, bring him home, be with him for a little bit, and then go back to work at five. Mean. Um, what's your favorite cobalt class? But to be honest, probably a full body. Yeah. I love the full body. Eh? Like I like it personally because I just like to fuck myself. Yeah. Um, but I, I just love bringing energy and everyone's always tired as in the morning. Yeah, yeah. Too. I like that guy, that annoying energy guy. I can imagine, eh? Right. And people are, oh, I think the clients love it. But yeah. No, but they haven't seen anything yet. Yeah. But um, yeah, very probably full body just yeah. for energy wise. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Bro, can you remember um, back in school when we were in the gym? Can you remember, uh, you know, Arnold's, the shoulders? Yes, you remember yes, when yes. you like remixed them and called them the Alatinis? Remember that? Oh, no. <laughs> you don't remember what? that? It was like a no. bicep curl into a shoulder press into like the Arnold one. Can you, oh, fuck oh. Right, I need to try that in my next class. What Very the heck? I didn't remember it. that. It's called the Alatini, bro. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you miss Aussie and would you ever go back? Um, <clears throat> I probably just miss the weather, bro, to be honest. Uh, and miss Amber's, Amber's parents over there. Um, but would I move back? I'll never say never. Probably would have moved back to Newcastle, to be honest. Mm. Um, if coming from here, just too small, too quiet. Um, if I was to move back, probably Brisbane, Gold Coast. Wise, like you know, I've always pictured moving there. I know it might take Cobalt over there. You never know. Uh, I'll never um, say never. Definitely love the weather over there. Yeah. So, who knows? Nice, bro. How have your experiences overseas shaped your views? Mm, mm. Big one, bro. Like, um, we traveled a lot, a lot before baby. Um, and I'm grateful for it because when you go to a different country, um, just your perspective on life changes big time. Nothing matters, mm. really. You know, the little things in New Zealand, we've got the small mind mentality. You know, all these little things, everyone judges everyone everything but it, it's it's bad real bad yeah and for people who haven't traveled won't won't see that unless they've traveled and so for us to be able to travel we traveled a lot of places when we were um before baby just opened up our minds and and experiences and 
and half the time, like even going to Tonga and stuff, just being grateful of what you've got. Because yeah. people over there have nothing, bro. Mm. You think you've got nothing, but there's people over there who actually have nothing. And we know that, but until you see it, it doesn't really hit you. Yeah. You know what I mean? So um, just perspective on life, everything just opens up massive when you travel. Um, you know, I was in Vegas and you got some, some you know, big people walking around in G-string bikinis and stuff like, don't care, yeah. which is how it should be. Yeah, for you sure. Know, where, you know, you see that over here, everyone's commenting, why, why are you wearing that? You shouldn't be wearing that. You know what I mean? So yeah. uh, just little things like that that you notice when you travel, no one cares about anyone, bro, over there. When you're in America or anything, no one cares. You just do you. Um, and you build confidence from, from seeing things like that. And so, yeah. and then that's why my mentality, like I've always had it, but I just don't really care what people think, you know? I like that. Um, um, you know, if, if someone doesn't like me, I'll just say, oh, well, you don't like me. I don't, yeah. you know, there's a lot of people that do like me, but if you don't like me, that's not my problem. Yeah, that's you know? so, it. And I, I don't get, I don't get phased over that where there's a lot of people that, that do get caught up on that, you know, trying to, trying to be this person just to make someone like them. Yeah. Um, which is how you shouldn't be, but if, if yeah. they don't like you for who you are, why are you trying to please them? You know what I mean? So yeah. they don't like you, so who cares? So I'm, I'm a big one on that, but I, I don't really care what other people think. You know, I'll, I'll do me. If you don't like that, then unfortunately, it doesn't really phase me. Yeah, that's good, bro. You've always been like that as well. Um, yeah. Your last question, bro. What is your work ethos? What's that? It's like um, oh, that's a good question. <laughs> um, pretty much like your uh, just let me Google it, bro. Hold up, give me one minute. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna, um, I'm gonna go out on like a wild guess. Like, what's your um, your morals and stuff behind your work? Like, how do you like your ethics and stuff? So. How does your morals and stuff shape how you work? Like hard worker, where did you learn that from? <laughs> stuff like that. Oh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Got you, got you. Yeah. <clears throat> from day dot, I think built from probably just not wanting to disappoint anyone. Like I've, I've always been a hard worker and always said yes to everything, especially being overseas for my in-laws. Hmm. Um, you know, whatever they needed, I'll do it. Um, but, and then I just, from there, I just, just became this hard worker. But I, I, and I pride myself on hard work big time. Um, just because I, I, I think, because I don't want to disappoint anyone. You know, if, I don't want to be that lazy guy, you know, who, who, and I think because the bosses were my in-laws, I also didn't want other workers to think, oh, this guy's just working here because, you know, that's his in-laws. Yeah. And then, so from there, I think I just built on working hard and actually proving myself. Um but yeah, hard work's a big one, but I, I, I pride myself on hard work. And then that's probably main, mainly it, bro. Just a hard worker. I like to think I am anyway. Yeah, bro, you definitely are, 100%. Um, bro, that, we're just about to wrap it up. Anything else you want to you wanna touch on before we call uh, it? Probably just a big one is um, for, you know, people who have an idea. Um, what they want to do in life or, or whatever it is, just to do it. Back mm. yourself. Like, I'm a big one on backing yourself. I've, I've taught Amber just to back herself um, 100%. You know, if you've got an idea and you're passionate about it, just do it. Just do it. Um, you know, it, at first it'll be hard, 
don't get me wrong, it's not easy. You know, everyone just sees all the bright side about it. You know, everyone just sees all the success again. Oh, but it's easy. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's never easy, especially running your own business and stuff. It's never easy. But um, if you've got an idea and you back yourself 100%, just do it, bro. 100%. Just, just go go head in first. Don't look back. Don't regret nothing is a big one as well. Don't regret anything. If you fail, you fail. Take that as a lesson. Yeah. And, you know, learn something from that and just build on from that. Yeah. We've had well, many failures, big time, but exactly. you just learn from that every time. Yeah. There's, there's, there's growth and failure, bro. And I think... Yeah. Um, one thing, one key thing that I'm taking out of this is that that part about how you and Amber know your worth. Like I was at a stage where I didn't know my worth, and I was kind of stuck at a crossroads. And I think a lot of people are like that, and they experience that. But I think it's it's so refreshing to hear people who openly say, "Yeah, fuck, I know my worth. Like I know what I'm capable of." And I think that hopefully this episode in general really brings that out in people. So, bro, I just want to thank you for your time. Um, I know you got a busy schedule and and a young family to look after, but um, yeah, just want to thank you for your time. Thank you for being a role model for me, um, and thank you for jumping on the podcast, brother. Easy, brother. Anytime. It's been a pleasure. Grateful, bro.